So hey guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Arjun Talks to Grads! And so hope you guys are having an amazing time and today we have with us the amazingly amazing Elena. Hey Elena, how is things going on with you today? Hey Arjun, everything's going great. It's almost a year since uh, graduating. I mean, you guys have uh, a few months left of your uh, final or, you know, second year. And um, yeah, this is, I guess, life almost a year later. <laughs> um, let's do a rapid fire then, like hot burning questions. Here you go with your first question. I, I got six questions for you and it's going to be really easy. So I have to answer super, super quickly then. Yep. You got it all there. Right. Let's go. Okay. What's your guilty pleasure in food? Oh, I just, I love all food, but I would say that uh, seafood and Indian cuisine are two of my favorites. <laughs> this morning, I actually went to, I forgot the name of the restaurant because it's really, really long and I don't want to mispronounce it, but I actually had a masala dosa for breakfast and the special type of filter coffee. <laughs> really good. Whew. Being an Indian listening to this. It's just truly amazing. Okay, <laughs> uh, what about uh, non-food? Your guilty pleasure in non-food? I love snorkeling, but it's not really a guilty pleasure. It's more like a hobby, so yeah. Perfect. Um, do you believe in aliens? No. Okay. <laughs> What's your earliest childhood memory? Earliest childhood memory? I, <laughs> I guess being in kindergarten with, uh, with different uh, friends and just playing in... Um, in kindergarten, back in Romania. Uh, if you had to live in another time period, what would you choose? I love this time period, honestly. Um, not just, okay, yeah, we have the pandemic, but I mean, it's such a huge technological revolution. And this is a time frame where I feel like most of us that have grown up in this um, area or era, I would say that there have been so many changes in terms of technology, in terms of media, and we were able to see the shift from kind of newspapers all the way to digital. So what a journalist used to do 20 or 25 years ago is completely different now. So I, I like this time frame where uh, we get to see this uh, evolution. Okay, if you had a superpower, what would that be? Superpower? Teleportation. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes, yes. Teleportation. Then you can travel anywhere at any time. Imagine if you have to get somewhere to, I don't know, you want to go on vacation, a quick vacation. You can easily teleport, right? Or if you're, if there's a breaking news story, you can easily teleport. I mean, it's, it's the best of both worlds, okay? <laughs> uh, and my last question. Is hot dog a sandwich? Uh, what? <laughs> 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 is hot dog a sandwich? It's a hot dog. <laughs> is hot dog a sandwich? A, but I would not say, no, I would not say it's a sandwich. No. Okay. Because that... to have a sandwich, you need two pieces of bread. This is just, yeah. But it's still, it's two pieces of bread and in between. A... But, you only, but you only cut one side of it. It's odd, you know? <laughs> Understandable. Anyways, there we end the rapid fire. Um, so tell me, let, so let's dive into the detailed story. So how was, how was it like at uni, uni life? Um, so throughout the 
three years at university, uh, I was always involved with student activities and sports clubs. So during the final year, it was a bit hard because halfway through the year, the pandemic struck. So we all had to, you know, uh, quarantine. It was lockdown. But most of my uh, university life, uh, I would play volleyball. And obviously, I was leading the public eye, which is PR advertising and journalism club, as well as uh, Red Beat. So that was mostly how I um, spent my uh, uni days there. And... Since uh, you have like any favorite memory though of uni, um, well, my favorite uni moments, uh, like there are three main ones, would be um, during uh, during exam periods. I would say when I would take a break with my friend Reem and we'd go get noodles and we'd just have a break and just like eat noodles by uh, by the benches outside and finally think, okay, this is a good break and we've just submitted something. This is amazing. <laughs> just that relief moment. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's one of my favorites. And uh, going to volleyball matches and uh, coming together with the team. Usually we had this ritual that every single time after a match, we'd all go to McDonald's, whether we won or whether we lost, we'd all just go to McDonald's and uh, just celebrate and uh, kind of just uh, be together. So I really miss those. Um, and the other one would be um, when we finally got the funding to launch Red Beat, which is our student-run magazine. It took us half a year to out of pitching and constantly getting back to the marketing department and going back and forth to finally get it approved. Uh, and during that time, we're just like, yes, the ball is rolling. We're finally starting something we've wanted for a really long time. Like, I, I, I was very involved in university, I would say. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's talk about the present. How is life treating you after, after uni? So what I've been up to in the past almost year. So after graduating, um, I took a bit of time off. Just, you know, a month and a half just to relax and take a break. And then after that, I jumped straight into freelance. So I've freelanced for almost half a year. So then I've gotten into the CNN Academy program, which was from January all the way till March. So we just had our graduation on Sunday, as you might know. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just released our project. Each one of us created a different story and we worked alongside professionals. We got advice. We learned so much from so many different, you know, international correspondents and anchors and uh, guest bookers and just so many different voices. So it was such an incredible experience learning from people with so much experience. Um, So that's one part of it. And now I'm looking forward to the next chapter. I'm starting work next week, <laughs> a full-time um, job, yeah. Okay, so I have heard this with a couple of people, like, or, or let's be precise with your friends that, okay, you prefer a freelance rather than a full-time. Why? At times. Uh, well, the reason I went into freelance straight away from university was because it was, um, you know, the pandemic was you know, fairly fresh then. 
and uh, a lot of the job posts for journalists, they were, um, you know, some journalists were being made redundant. There weren't a lot of opportunities and there were only uh, maybe places for internships. And even then they weren't really that well paid. Uh, having gained so much uh, experience over the course of university, because I've done multiple internships, I thought, hey, I already, you know, I've done enough. Uh, I, I know I have the skill set. I know what the value is for the work that I can produce. So I said, I need to go into freelance because that's the only way that my work is going to be valued. So went out and uh, started working with different people. And I, I think that one of the biggest accomplishments during that time is that I've helped uh, Andrea Zoya, which is a, she's a public speaking and confidence coach. She actually held a talk at Middlesex a couple of uh, weeks ago, I believe. Uh, so I've helped her launch her online transformational public speaking program. Um, and this was, you know, freelancing with her and, you know, other people on the side as well. And um, this program is now um, uh, a lot of uh, different consultants, CEOs, entrepreneurs, all these people with loads of experience are going there to, you know, uh, learn and get that knowledge. Uh, oh, damn. So, yeah, I've, yeah, I've helped her set it up in terms of shooting it. I've uh, written a book that accompanies <laughs> that online course as well. Oh, you uh, wrote her. a book too? Um, it, it accompanies her online uh, course. So it's a seven chapter book that accompanies the online program. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a textbook slash workbook. And um, yeah, that was, I think that was my biggest, biggest accomplishment uh, so far. Uh, and then followed by, you know, CNN Academy, which came afterwards. So that's mm -hmm. also it was a huge opportunity. Okay, so let's talk about CNN Academy. Because it has been, uh, like, say, o o over the spotlight for quite some time. How was the experience? Okay, what was your first experience or your first expression when you got the acceptance letter? I was shocked. I did not expect it. <laughs> And um, I, I was just mind blown because I'll tell you why. I applied a day before the deadline. Wow. Um, <laughs> But you got to actually prepare a good amount of content, right? Uh, the process for it was a one-minute introduction video and then a 500-word uh, pitch of your story. Um, and I did this all in half a day. Yeah. So <laughs> I was... What? Like, uh, really? Okay. Half a day? Okay. Look, back in university, I was the type of person who was uh, like, okay, I need to do everything on time. I need, you know, I need to finish everything a week in advance. I need to have space for, you know, I, I wasn't really a rushed person. Um, if you ask anyone, I would be ahead of the schedule and on track all the time. Um, but because I've been freelancing and I was so preoccupied with, you know, so many things at the same time and I was always on the move. Um, I, I postponed the, you know, the shooting of the video for quite some time. Um, and yeah, well, one person who really pushed me was, uh, Stephen King, <laughs> our, um, Steve, professor. there you go. Yes, he was the one who reminded me, he's like, Elena, there's a, you know, there's a talk hosted by Middlesex and Becky Anderson is going to be there. And, um, Ali Reza, he's going to, you know, introduce and explain about the program. And 
I came 10 minutes late into, you know, hearing about the opportunity as well. So um, it was a bit late, um, you know, me putting together the, um, the, the video itself uh, and the pitch for my story. So it was a surprise to me when they said, oh, you've been selected for an interview. As the second step was an interview. Okay. Just because I thought, oh, no, it's too late. Uh, others had a lot you know, more time to put this thing together. And when I was reading, I was a bit stressed. I was reading the requirements. I was like, oh, no, you have to make it creative. You have to make it interesting. How am I going to make it creative when I'm just going to be sitting in front of the camera speaking about myself for a minute? Because uh, I didn't have enough footage, like stock uh, footage or extra shots to put, to put it together. So what I did was uh, I put a green screen behind me. And I made it seem like I was a new, I was in a newsroom, like I was the anchor in a newsroom. <laughs> and I did that. It was so last minute. I, I didn't get, you know, I, I wasn't able to get the advice of other, uh, you know, professors or people or anything. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Uh, I'm just going to send it. We'll see. <laughs> oh, so it's more so, of say you was like, okay, let's, let me do this quickly and let the fate decide like, okay, whether I should get in or not. In a way, I mean, I knew that I, I put together exactly what type of person I am and what I can do. And I just put that in video. But I, I don't know. I, I wasn't sure about it just because they did take quite a bit of time to get back to us. Okay. Even with the interviews, it did take maybe two or three weeks. So those two, two or three weeks, you know, at some point I was just like, oh, when are we going to get an answer? Oh, what's happening? By the third week, I, I, I forgot because I was so submerged into work. And then it finally came on there. It's like, whoa, I'm, I'm shocked. What? This is actually happening? I'm, I'm going for an interview phase? Yeah. When you saw Becky Anderson speak to you, what was that feeling? When a person on TV comes on a Zoom call, or say, I believe it was over, you were having sessions over Zoom, right? Yeah, yeah, we were. So, like, okay, come, coming, like, literally addressing you guys, like, face-to-face, -face, virtually, yeah. how was that feeling? So we all got to introduce ourselves and I didn't feel nervous, but I feel like I acted nervous because I forgot a couple of things. You know, usually all people introduce themselves with their name, their background, you know, where they've been, you know. And because uh, there was, um, Ali Reza was already there. He's like, oh, now we'll take it over. We'll switch to Elena. Please introduce yourself. You know, he already said Elena. So I'm thinking, oh, I've been already introduced. So I don't need to repeat my name. <laughs> and I, I forgot a couple of details. Like, for example, I forgot to say that I'm from Middlesex University. I forgot to, you know, like just small little details here and there where, you know, or like what I look forward to learning. Um, I did introduce myself, like why I applied to journalism, what I hope to, you know, learn from the different journalists. But there were a few, you know, kind of minor things that were kind of missing in my introduction. And that's probably because, you know, it's someone that's on, you know, uh, TV is finally like, you know, there and they're speaking to you. It's not the TV box anymore. It's like your computer screen. Um, but yeah. Um, otherwise, um, yeah, I think it went, uh, it was a good intro. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so like, what was your story about if you could share that? Yeah. So, um, my story is about finding a healthy stress outlet 
Um, and I wanted to take the framing from a mother's perspective because uh, mental health is uh, something that's really, really important. And it's uh, awareness is starting to pick up here in the UAE, especially more initiatives and more talks are, um, you know, beginning to form around this topic. And uh, my story was about a mother of two who is a marketing director in a multinational firm who's, you know, at home, she's working, she's taking care of the kids, she's taking care of the house, she's taking care of her job, everything. So that can become really, really, you know, stressful at times. Okay. Um, and um, it's just showcasing that, you know, mothers, women can take time off to take care of their mental health, to relieve stress in any way you know possible. And she just happens to do this through motorbiking with her uh, group that okay. she founded in 2017. So she founded the only female bike riding club in the UAE. Um, and uh, it's the story behind the riders because I didn't want to take a more, you know, like an empowering type of thing, like, oh, women in the UAE are motorbiking because that, that was initially how I pitched my story when I went to the academy. And then when I went there, they said, oh, but that's like saying people in China eat food. Of course they eat food. Everyone eats food. Why are you mentioning it? You know, so it's kind of the same with the narrative of women empowerment. I feel that if you keep on going on that narrative in certain situations, you're not normalizing it. You're making it seem like it's abnormal for this to happen. So okay. they said it's better, you know, like this happened in 2017. The club is founded already. You know, it's been ongoing for a long time. It's already been normalized. So don't bring it up because then it defeats the purpose. So I said, okay, yeah, that's true. Uh, I saw a different perspective, which before I wasn't aware of. And I thought, okay, Let's see how, um, you know, because each one of them have a different story. So I wanted to focus on the mental health part of it. Um, and yeah, I just want people to think at the end of watching the story, you know, to think to themselves whether they're, you know, a teen, you know, uh, like a young, a young man or an old, uh, old man, young woman, whoever it is, whoever watches it to think to themselves, okay, what am I doing for me? What is my stress outlet? How am I keeping myself mentally fit and having that balance in life? That's actually some, like, actually a really good story. So, guys, if you want to watch it, it'll be there in our show notes. So, um, so what is this one thing which you studied out when you graduated from CNN Academy? Um, there, there have been so many things that this program has taught me. Because in university, you have the theory part and you do speak to journalists. But what really, really added on from this uh, from the CNN Academy is that the proximity we had to so many different journalists, to mm -hmm. so many experts, professionals that have been in the field for such a long time, being able to ask them specifics about their um, about their reporting, about pieces they've done, about uh, anything, uh, and getting that answer live in real time. Um, and learning from, in a way, from them, what they've done over the years. Uh, I think that, that was a huge takeaway. And another one is script writing, because script writing for TV and storytelling has to be so concise. So my, my entire interview was 40 minutes long, but then the story has to be told in two and a half minutes or three minutes, 
which makes it so difficult, especially because I, I didn't want to be in the story. Um, I didn't want to have my face. I didn't want to have my voice because I wanted to create that emotional connection to the main character. Okay. Um, and once I placed, if I place myself in there, that, that, you know, destroys, um, the story for me at least. Um, so being able to tell the story only with the main character's voice, it's really hard to get those sound bites. Um, and you, you need to have like a really good speaker to be able to tell the story. Otherwise then you do resort to your own voiceover, uh, just to summarize specific points and then you use sound bites. So creating that script and seeing how it's created to not only create the flow, but also make sure that you're not distorting the truth and you're mm-hmm. not adding something that's not true um, to the story was a huge, huge takeaway for me. My last question. What is the one thing which you would like to like send a message as to aspiring journalism students? I would say that there are so many paths to journalism. It's not clear cut for everyone. And from all the different professionals that we've listened to, each one of them uh, had a different way in into journalism. So even if you as a graduate student, you graduate in journalism, and let's say there aren't job opportunities at the moment, try to freelance, try to commission your work, try to do as many internships as possible to show your you know, credibility and then try to freelance your work on the side. You might get a job in you know, another communications field, for example. But at the same time, if you're really, really passionate about journalism, you're always going to make your way back to it, you know, in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's what I would say. Keep writing constantly. And um, I do have, uh, because for my dissertation, I did create um, a guidebook for journalism students. So it's a guide to what journalists look for in entry-level applicants. And I'd be able to share that with you, uh, to share it with, you know, the university. I did share it with the university. Um, And you can have a read through. This was pre-pandemic. So it's around 50 pages of what they look for in journalists other than the theory and other than the things you already learn at university. We're talking about soft skills, people skills, uh, what type of characteristics, what they you know look for in terms of how you are as a person. So I can share that with you. And okay, um, we will include that anyways in our show notes. We have, I think, we will have this time instead of words, we'll have a lot of links in our show notes. Cool. Uh, my very, very, very last question is. You actually didn't have a graduation ceremony when you were graduating from university, but you had a graduation ceremony in CNN Academy. What was that feeling? Oh, that was just, it was, I was nervous and I was happy. I was so excited. I wanted to make the you know, most of it and I really did. And it was great that it was virtual. That's one of the things that, you know, this pandemic really, you know, brought through so that, you know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much it from us. Thank you so much for listening. Please do like, share, and subscribe. And before that, thank you, Alna, so much. Thank you so much for picking some time from your busy schedule. And thank you for having me, Arjun. Really, really appreciate it.
So that's all. And this is Arjun Radhi signing off from Let's Talk to Grads. See ya.